0: All right everybody, now's the time. Brown right, motion, tail back slant. Let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for fucking dinner, all right?
1: On 1, ready?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the coast at Nostra Studios, I'm Matty Buller, and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. In this episode, we're going to cover the regular weekly picks for all Week 16 games across the NFL, get to Andy's total prop tees, also your news of the week, but first, with me as always, I've missed you, bud. It's been a week. He's uh, sitting there at Almost Wise Guys Central. It's my main man, Andy, the prognosticator Atrich, How are you doing, buddy?
1: Good, man. Things are cool at uh, Almost Wise Guys Central here um yeah in your absence last week our picks went uh, nine and six respectable um my total prop tease was three for three so that was good too yeah but your total prop p-
0: tease has been money this year by the way i want to give you props for that
1: well thank you yeah they uh they have worked out well so i'm, I'm glad we we tinkered with that with that new angle uh but more importantly how was mexico dude
0: Mexico was nothing but fun in the sun. Absolutely loved it. I had uh, a lot of that Mexican agua to drink, a little too much tequila on a couple nights, uh, but it was pretty cool. Got to watch the Canelo Alvarez fight in Mexico in a bar with Mexicans, and Canelo Alvarez being Mexican, it was uh, it was a huge party, but uh, as you could probably tell, I've uh, come back with a hoarse throat and a bit of a chest infection because I... Uh, I partied my partied my face off a little too much.
1: Well, that's good though. At least he didn't come back with anything else that you know might not be good. Um,
0: no, no, no. Uh, no itch down there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, especially when you're with the wife and the kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Buller wouldn't have appreciated that.
1: Oh, Jesus. Well, yeah, this is our Christmas episode. I've been looking forward to this for a while.
0: Yeah, Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Thank you very much for tuning in, and uh, I hope you and yours have a fantastic holiday season.
1: Indeed. So let's get on to the news of the week. The organizers of a Christmas event that took place this past Sunday are apologizing for the behavior of the Santa Claus they hired. It seems this Santa got a little naughty with his language while trying to do a nice thing, evacuate people from what he thought was a burning building. At some point during the Father Christmas Grotto event, smoke machines from a separate event being held one floor below caused the fire alarm to go off. The man hired to be Santa reportedly immediately ripped off his hat and beard and told the crowd of around 50 people to get the fuck out.
0: Now, it was about this time that aides approached Jerry Jones and told him that just because his team is going to choke away the NFC East doesn't mean he's got the right to swear at children and he should get more into the holiday spirit. I want me some glory, ho.
1: A middle school teacher and former Miss Kentucky pageant winner has been arrested and charged with sending nude photographs of herself to a 15-year-old boy, authorities said. Ramsey Bears, a 28-year-old teacher at Andrew Jackson Middle School outside Charleston, West Virginia, allegedly sent the photos to a former student. In an interview with police, the woman admitted to sending at least four photos of her topless via Snapchat from about August to October, the complaint states. The former beauty queen has been suspended from her teaching position and was released on $10,000 property bond after her arraignment, the sheriff's office said. The woman who competed in pageants under the name Ramsey Carpenter was named Miss Kentucky in 2014.
0: In related news, an unnamed 15-year-old boy in West Virginia was admitted to hospital after sustaining a serious hand injury from receiving too many high fives. Your mother claims your peers called you names.
1: Oh, yes, sir. Uh, Kids called me the chosen one, uh, king of everything, the revenant. Reese Humpany, <laughs> uh, Diary of a Pimpy Kid, Velocitapter, and uh, My Man, but like, like the way Denzel Washington says it. Um, I'm sorry, My Man the way Denzel Washington says well, well, uh, it? Well, let the record show the witness means
0: my man. Donald Trump Jr., the president's eldest son, told Extra on Wednesday that his father is a notorious regifter, and most of the presents he hands out came from somewhere else. Quote, I'm the namesake, so I got re-gifted all of the things that were monogrammed for him at times, he said. Trump Jr. said one present exchange was particularly memorable. Quote, there was one Christmas where he may or may not have given me the gift I had given him the year before because I had monogrammed it. And I'm like, I know I didn't get this. How did you know that? Because I gave it to you last year.
1: So, I guess next year, Don Jr. can look forward to a federal indictment, Senate impeachment proceedings, and the curious case of the clap from Stormy Daniels.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's time to fire it up with our weekly picks.
1: Here we go.
0: thursday night games We're, but we, you know it's getting close to the end of the season because we've got saturday games and uh, the first game on saturday is in tennessee with the titans are taking on the professional football team from washington tennessee nine and a half point favorites although i have seen it uh, at uh, 10 point favorites on some sites as well what do you think of this andy
1: yeah before we uh, go any further let's talk about the lines here. We're, as usual, using the Westgate Super Contest lines, which are uh, sent out on Wednesdays and fixed for the rest of the week. Uh, we've seen quite a few games uh, with line movements. Uh, to date, nothing significant other than the Dallas one, which we'll be talking about later. But yes, uh, off the key number of 10, down to 9.5. Maddie, what you missed last week was Washington's Josh Johnson, their f- fourth quarterback in as many weeks, uh, beating up the Jags on the road. Um, they're they're still alive for the playoff hunt, and they're 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 playing their hearts out. They're not they're not lighting up any uh, any Christmas shows. Well, on the Tennessee, other side
0: too, Tennessee ain't blowing anybody out this year either.
1: No, they're not. And what they're doing is playing great defense, and they're running the ball well. In fact, Derrick Henry looks like he gets shot out of a cannon from the backfield.
0: Oh man, that run last week. Oh, man.
1: Now I have a machine gun. Oh, oh, oh. Well, that was two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago, pardon prime me. Time. Yeah, the 99-yard one. But he's actually racked up over 400 yards on the ground in those two games. So they're there in the old-fashioned way. Um, and I see this as a low-scoring affair. So I don't think that Tennessee is going to cover by nine points or nine-and-a-half points. Um, I like the professional team from Washington here with the points.
0: Oh, I'm with you. I think, like I said, Tennessee has not been uh, blowing teams out. I expect them to win this on the money line for sure. But I find nine and a half points, and especially like we've said, it has moved to 10 on some boards, especially at a touchdown and a field goal. Ooh, that's a toughie. Washington's defense isn't that bad. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the professional football team from Washington covers here. It's the Washington Redskins Go F Yourself Holiday Special. Christmas time in Los Angeles, number two on saturday uh, uh probably they should be number one on some of the power rankings in the NFL. the la chargers holy shit are they balling up right now and uh they are taking on the baltimore ravens at home la sitting at four and a half point favorites uh Baltimore is playing some great football too. This could either be a great defense shutting down a good offense, which we've seen in the past few weeks with Baltimore shutting down L.A., or L.A. could just come right out and dominate. It's this one's almost a toss-up for me.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game. As you say, if uh, if the Chargers aren't at the top of the power rankings, they either should be or are very close. Um, I, I mentioned earlier in this year that they were my favorite to come out of the AFC to represent in the, in the super bowl. Um, now their defense is, is all together with Bosa playing on all cylinders and Ingram. Um, this week, they're going to get Melvin Gordon back. And if Kansas maybe, city loses maybe? this week,
0: yeah. LA could be, they could have home field
1: advantage. Right. Um, I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but if they do win the super bowl, where do they hold the parade? <laughs> yeah. No, seriously uh, I don't think too many people in LA would even notice um, it, Maybe they could go back to San Diego <laughs> uh, Well, that's where I would have it That's definitely where I would have it um, Let's just look at what uh, what's happened here As Lamar Jackson has come in um, do, 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 do. i got this up here So yeah, since Lamar Jackson has started for them Uh, which he's now started for five games in favor of Flacco. They've gone against the defenses of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kansas City Chiefs, Atlanta Falcons, the Oakland Raiders, and the Cincinnati Bengals. And those are probably close to the five worst defenses in the league. So let's not read into too much about his winning streak, although I don't want to take anything away from him. Uh, he's added a new element to that offense, which is, of course, the ability to scramble and get down the field with his own legs. know, yeah, that only that thing. only works until you get hurt. Yeah, you can ask RG three about that. Um, now this, I don't know, four and a half points, and then Chargers like for them to come back against Kansas City at Arrowhead, and keep in mind they did the same thing in Pittsburgh three weeks or four weeks ago, um, down 16 points in the fourth quarter to come back and win. Never had happened before. In Pittsburgh, these guys are never out of it. And it's almost like they're, they're constantly playing from behind, but I don't get the feeling that they're going to be playing from behind this game. In fact, they're
0: going to take Baltimore from behind.
1: I, I think they are. I don't know if they're going to win. I don't think this is going to be a blowout, but I think this is a good spot for them just to send a message to the rest of the league that, yeah, we're for real. Um, you know, Baltimore on the road with a young quarterback. Um, I know their defense is going to travel well. But for uh, some reason here, I like the, uh, the Chargers and, and even land the four and a half points.
0: Yep. Look for Baltimore here to go bohica. Bend over, yep. here it comes again. <laughs> nice. Cleveland rocks! Cleveland rocks! Cleveland rocks! Cleveland rocks! Cleveland rocks! Right on to Sunday's games and uh, believe it or not the Cleveland freaking Browns they are still alive in the playoff hunt after that huge win against the Denver Broncos which I watched in a bar in Mexico as well now the uh, Browns are at home against cross state rivals Cincinnati Bungles and uh, the Browns are eight and a half point favorites that's a uh, that's a pretty big number
1: in fact it's the the second highest Number that they've been favored since they've come back in the league is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they were 11-point favorites against the 49ers over a decade ago. Uh, they failed to cover that game, by the way. Um, but here, here's a betting trend for you, Matty. The Cincinnati Bengals are 7-1 and one against the spread in the last eight against the Browns. This well, is It is is—it is
0: a division rivalry.
1: No, but this is an example of a very irrelevant betting trend. All those games had Hugh Jackson at the helm for the Browns, with the exception of their non, one non-cover game, which featured Mr. Jackson on the Cincinnati sidelines as a special assistant to the head coach.
0: It sounds <laughs> to me like you're leaning towards Cleveland here i'm not i'm just
1: i'm messing with you man
0: okay Um, because eight and a half points like i mean maybe under a time i think i think under a touchdown i think it's six and a half this would be a tantalizing line at eight and a half uh cincinnati's not that bad and cleveland's not that that
1: good either no cincinnati you know well they, they beat the raiders but they won last week um you know, this is probably—I'm not sure if they play at home next week or not—but this is going to be one of Marvin Lewis's last games as a uh, head coach for the Bengals. I think the team shows up, rallies for him. I think they put—I make this a tight one, so I'm going to take the the points here um, with across-state rivals, and uh, we're going to go with the Bengals.
0: On to Big D, where uh, Dallas, they desperately need a win to stay in the playoff hunt. And uh, they are playing the right team for that as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in town. Dallas still seven and a half point favorites. What do you make of that
1: line? Well, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, that's I another like big one. It. That is the Westgate contest, uh, the super contest line. Uh, right now, that's ticked down to uh, an even seven uh, with no juice on either side. Dallas... Is one of those teams can't do anything on the road, and we've we've made the uh, we made the analogy before. It's like the invisible electric Garrett fence. As soon as he gets outside of Big D, his football IQ drops by about twenty five points, which you could clearly see last week in their twenty three to zero loss to the Colts on the road. That's their first shutout in fifteen years. To quote Ezekiel Elliott, that was a very embarrassing performance by us. So, I would expect them to have a big bounce back game here. Now, they won six of the last seven at home. As I say, they're a totally different team. Totally different team when they're back in Big D. But I don't like the seven and a half a lot. Tampa Bay, their situation is uh, Dirk Cutter might not be there as their head coach next year. Jameis Winston might not be there as a quarterback next year. If Jameis Winston is back, he wants Dirk Cutter as his coach. So he's going to be playing not only for his own job, but he's playing for his coach's job as well. So I look for him to have an inspired performance. But at the same time, I think uh, Dallas' defense is just too much.
0: See, right there, uh, you you said that you're looking for Jameis to have an inspired performance. But I read into that, I'm looking for Jameis Winston to try to force the ball. And when Jameis Winston tries to force the ball... He throws mega picks, and that defense of Dallas's, especially at home, I think this is a big line. Don't get me wrong, buddy. I'm leaning towards Dallas here.
1: Yeah, I am too. And you know, I'm not. I'm not one to say too many laudatory comments about Dallas players. But Leighton Vanderash, their uh, their linebacker, did not make the Pro Bowl this year. I know he's a rookie, but he kind of became a proxy. For an offer to injured Sean Lee. And if you want to talk about playing inspired defense, this guy has done it. And he's been a real leader on the team. He's probably going to be into this game with a bit of a chip on his shoulder.
0: Well, let's uh, let's face it though, the Pro Bowl is just a stupid popularity contest. Oh yeah. And like, I mean, there's no reason that Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers should be in the Pro Bowl this year either, but there they are. There they are. Right? So uh, I think that it's sometimes it's kind of uh, Uh, What do you call that when you win a Grammy for the Lifetime Achievement Award? That's what the Pro Bowl is. It's a Lifetime Achievement Award because I agree with you 100%. Leighton Vander Esch has been lights out this year. Linebacker, for those who don't know, a very, very tough position to play as a rookie. Probably the toughest defensive position to start in as a rookie. And this kid played lights out
1: this year. Um, There is one key injury that I will note, and that is to right guard Zach Martin. Who's questionable with a knee injury? It's an MCL. He didn't play last week, or I think he came out during the game, which would certainly explain how they got their asses handed to them by Indianapolis. Um, but hopefully he'll be back in the lineup. If he is, I don't think that should be any problem for the Cowboys to cover the seven and a half. Listen, pal, maybe you haven't heard. I'm the guy in all Detroit. You want space in my marketplace? You're going to have to give me a volume discount.
0: On to D-Town, where uh, an NFC North matchup is taking place. Detroit Lions, five-and-a-half-point underdogs at home to the Minnesota Vikings, who uh, Minnesota showed a, a surprising amount of offense last week. It almost came out of nowhere.
1: Well, it has to do with their interim offensive coordinator, Kevin St- Stefanski, and he is, well, generating offense to the tune of 41 points last week against the Dolphins.
0: Now, mind you, let's put it this, let let's... Put a caveat on that. The Dolphins are now the number 32-ranked uh, rushing defense in the league, and they rushed the shit out of them with Delvin Cook.
1: Yes, that is his secret sauce, a big dose of Dalvin Cook, and the rest of the backfield collectively ran for over 200 yards, which is a stark contrast from his predecessor, John Filippo, who was a pass-heavy play caller. Now, the Lions, on the other hand, had a heartbreaking loss by one point, to the Bills in Buffalo, a game that they statistically should have won uh, but didn't. on Johnson is out for the year, but again, here we are. We get you know a divisional matchup in December. Detroit's at home playing inside, and they're more than a field goal underdog. Um, I, I just don't see Minnesota getting enough points to, to do that. I think Detroit. Uh, I think they show up here and they and they they play well against the Vikings. They got nothing to lose. Um, And I'm going to take the five and a half points at home. I don't know what you think.
0: No, I'll take the five and a half points in Detroit. We all know that Detroit plays much differently at home than they do on the road. Uh, Matt Stafford is a completely different guy at home. And uh, Minnesota isn't going to get near the rushing yards this week that they did last week. So uh, I definitely, now mind you, you know, Detroit, if this was under a field goal, I'd I'd take Minnesota because I think Minnesota is going to eke this one out. I but, think so, but five and a half points. I'll definitely take that on Detroit.
1: Dan Billy field goal at the end to win it, maybe. Hmm. Just saying, just saying. Yeah, uh, yourself. Oh, little Christmas. Let your heart be light. We'll be out of sight.
0: An AFC East matchup where the New England Patriots sitting at home the fence. thirteen point favorites against the Buffalo Bills. Um, dude I'm pretty far. The, the shine I'm has come off both Brady so and the bats. <laughs> this <laughs> thirteen-point line makes no sense considering the way the Bills defense has been working, the way New England carried themselves uh, against Miami, and and a lot of uh their competition this year, especially in their own conference or pardon me, their own
1: division. Yeah. And it's, it's not even their defense for Buffalo going into last week's game against Detroit. Um, Buffalo had one of the top scoring offenses in the past five weeks. And as you say, I, yeah, the shine looks like it's come off Tom Brady and the pats. It's not off. Just although. Yeah. How many
0: times have we said that? I know who is undefeated, who is undefeated in, in the world though. Father time. It's gotta happen eventually.
1: It does, but the calendar doesn't say January yet, so don't worry about it. Um, As our friend Aaron Rodgers would say, R-E-L-A-X.
0: Well, yeah, but also, New England has only won Super Bowls when they've (laughs) had the bye. They've never won a Super Bowl where they've gone all the way through from a wild card. You sure? Absolutely positive.
1: Huh. Oh, sorry. It was the the Giants, when they beat New England, they came in as a wild card. That is correct. That's that's what I'm thinking of in 2011. But... Yeah, 13 points. Way too much. Uh, not sure if anyone's heard the news yet, but Josh Gordon, um, he might be out indefinitely from the league. Um, he's going to check himself uh, into a mental health facility. He's going to take care of some issues. Um, the league had asked him not to play anymore. He had violated um, some rules of his uh, uh, probationary period. We don't know exactly what they are yet. We can sort of guess or speculate, but either way, bad situation for him. Um You know, he had 40 catches this year for 720 yards and three touchdowns. So he wasn't the biggest part of their offense, but he was certainly a key part of their offense. And with Gronk looking like, I mean, he caught two passes last week. He's not looking like the old Gronk, but, you know, he can still draw double coverage. Opens it up for, you know, guys like Hogan and uh, uh, the rest of the receiving crew. But, um, yeah, 13 points is just too much in a divisional game like this. I mean, for Buffalo, this is really their Super Bowl, right?
0: It most definitely is their Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm taking the bills against this spread for sure
1: all day. Yeah, a lot, a lot of public money on New England, of course, but that's all the more reason to take the bills.
0: And uh, once again, we are using the Westgate spread. This is uh, up to 13 and a half on, uh, on Sports Interaction.
1: Yeah, ironically, the line didn't waver one bit after the Josh Gordon news came out, which I thought was a little curious, but... People just keep blindly betting the Patriots, so let them go. It's not that easy, being green. It seems you blend in with so many other ordinary things. And people tend to pass you over, because you're not standing out like flashy sparkles in the water. And the New York Jets are at home this
0: weekend. And uh, the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets are two and a half point underdogs to the Green Bay Packers. And the Packers coming off that tough loss against Chicago. And I got to say, man, I always kind of, even as a Bears fan... I talked a lot of shit about Aaron Rodgers, but I always kind of liked him. But this year, he looks like a huge douche. Every time a pass gets called and he doesn't, something doesn't get completed, he looks at the receiver like the receiver's got three dicks. Uh, Just throw the ball if you don't make a play. Act like it's happened before. Act like it's not going to bother you and come back out and do it again. But to to constantly look like a petulant little bitch, which is what Aaron Rodgers looks like, makes me wonder, maybe I should have hated this guy more the whole time.
1: Yeah. I mean, the reason like Mike McCarthy got fired because they were losing. Well, the reason why they were losing is because Mr. Rogers and his little neighborhood occupies a huge chunk of their salary cap space, huge. So they can't afford to get any supporting cast around them. Um, So the ball's in his court as it relates to that. He, okay, let's call a spade a spade. He never looked right after that hit that he took in week one against your Bears. No. Like he was just not the same again uh, in terms of the way he threw the ball. And and this, this line's been bouncing around quite a bit because we didn't know if we were going to see him or Brett Huntley or, uh, geez, who's the third string that they were considering throwing in there? Um, well, nonetheless, uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing. Um, now, they're... Their star rookie running back Aaron Jones has been placed on the IR. He's not going to be. Um, he's not going to be in the lineup for the rest of the season. The Jets, my gosh, man! They in the last two seasons they've really done well at home in terms of uh, covering the spread, um, and and they do it in sort of a sneaky way. They got t- two of their players are uh, two of their special teams players are, are going to the Pro Bowl. Um, See, I and- just don't
0: like the two and a half points. If this was over a field goal, I'd take the Jets. You know what I yeah. mean? Because I, 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 the, the Jets aren't playing good football. They, you're right. The special teams guys are playing pretty well, but that's only one-third no, of the I, game. I
1: think, they're, I think their defense is, is doing all right. Um,
0: like Green Bay is uh, not going to have any problem with the cold
1: in New no, York. No, no, right? I, no. I'm I not, mean, this is not a weather decision. It's just like who's going to show up? For the Packers, you know, I, I don't expect them to throw in the towel, but um, I don't. I'm I'm so astonished that they're starting Rogers at all, based on just for health reasons.
0: Yeah, I'd shut um, him down. I mean, if you want this guy to have any sort of longevity, uh, if he's if he's not right, and you're not going to make the playoffs, why I even have him out there?
1: Yeah, for, I mean, what I think is probably going to happen is that they'll yank him halfway through the, the first half. Um, just they're letting him start just to shut his whiny ass up. You're a whiny little (laughs) bitch. Anyway, I'm going with the Jets. Um, In a game like this, uh, why not take a couple points at home? Everybody knows (laughs) that the Packers suck. Philadelphia
0: Christmas. I love those pictures of Christmas trees on Chestnut Street in the city of Brotherly Law. And this line moved like crazy, didn't it?
1: It sure did. Um, the look ahead line, which included uh, assuming that Carson Lentz was going to start had um, Houston as, uh, I think, three-point favorites. But, you know, the team rallies for Nick Foles. I don't know what it is about that guy. but
0: Oh, like Yogi uh, Berra said, it's like deja vu all over powder. again.
1: Absolutely. Wouldn't that be a Cinderella story for him to come back again in Carson Wentz's absence and and lead the team to a, a division win and then do well in the playoffs again? That would be something. It
0: would. And before we even go on to this game, Carson Wentz is a negotiation here this year. And that's he does not look like a 16 game quarterback. It does not look like his body can handle the abuse of an NFL season. He didn't play the whole season. He didn't start the season. It was Nick Foles who started the season. He comes in, he's down with injury again and now it's Nick Foles finishing the season again. If you're Philadelphia, do you want to spend 150 million dollars on this guy? Well, Justin
1: to Carson Wentz. I don't think I mean, he's, he's that good either. He suffered an ACL and an ACL is a twelve-month recovery period, and they they rushed him back. I think a little bit too quickly, and it obviously did not pay dividends for them. But Carson
0: um, Wentz is not a top ten quarterback. Well, I don't think he is, man.
1: He's he, he's able to do things with his arm that Nick Foles just isn't, and a lot yeah, of like court- whack, whack off
0: twice a day. He's not that good, man.
1: <laughs> uh, well, he's you know redheads. <laughs> <laughs> Redheaded step stepchild i guess you might have to um I, I i don't know i mean philadelphia holy crap i mean other than the buffalo game where they spanked minnesota 17 point underdogs um that was the biggest upset of the year um on monday night that was a great game to watch it was not only be well i did place a small wager on philadelphia's money line just saying
0: very nice um, what was yeah. that three to one four to one
1: uh, six Oh, jeez. Yeah. Nice pull. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, they just win the Super Bowl with this guy. So I don't know. I think they carry this momentum over. Uh, Houston's got a good defense, but I just think that Philly's going to like, I think they're going to get the ball to Jeffries a lot. Um, Nick Foles seems to have a chemistry with him that Carson Wentz didn't. And- yeah. I don't
0: think Carson Wentz used Alshon Jeffrey enough. Like I want Jeffrey was a former bear. Yeah. And uh, he did a lot for the Chicago Bears when he he was really the only guy going downfield and making plays. Well,
1: half the time he was he was having to pretend to be a DB to get Cutler's pick sixes out of the uh, the opposing team. <laughs> that is
0: very true. So I I think that using Alshon Jeffrey is is a huge part of Philadelphia's offense. And when they weren't using him, they weren't moving the ball downfield.
1: Now I do think. They're going to struggle with Sproles and Smallwood running the ball against that uh, that front seven for the Texans. Yes. Um, I, I don't see them having a big day on the ground, which you kind of would like to see them do that at home. But I don't think they're going to have any, any troubles passing it, getting there. I look for Foles to have a 300-yard game. Um, and I think they come out with the W there and cover the two and a half um, in the process.
0: I'll stay with you as long as this stays under a field goal.
1: Yeah, I don't see it going much higher than this. If it if
0: it went over three points, they'll quickly I, I'm come back down to two and a
1: half. There'd be a lot of sharp money on the on Houston if that happened.
0: Are you looking for that last minute Christmas buy for the Carolina Panthers fan in your life? Is your wallet lighter than Odell Beckham Jr.'s after he gets fined by the NFL? We have the perfect gift for you. From Sports Channel 8, the makers of ACC carols, it's the hottest new holiday album, A Very Panther Christmas, volume 14-0. Your favorite seasonal songs are mixed with that Carolina football sauce we all know and love to give you the perfect playlist to help keep the Christmas spirit undefeated in your house this holiday season. You'll enjoy classics like these. Oh, cancer down pass went floating, and I'm all for river boating. But since we've nine yards to go, Gramgano, Gramgano, Gramgano. Graham, Gano, Graham, Gano, Graham Gano. And the Carolina Panthers, uh, man, at one point this season, North Turner was just dialing up gold, and now he's uh, dialing Ralph on the big white phone. Jeez, uh, three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against the Atlanta Falcons. You know, if, if you were to sh- give me the look ahead on this six, seven weeks ago, I would have laughed that you put Carolina an underdog at home. Now Cam Newton isn't right, and he won't be playing yeah, they've got well they're they've fallen apart six in a row now. Yeah, this is this is just it fell right apart for them.
1: Oh yeah. The, they've lost six in a row. Atlanta hasn't looked great. I mean, they're kind of coming off a bye week after playing the Cardinals last week. Um they, and got they still got Matt there. Ryan. They still got Matty Ice, who is not Matty Ice when he gets out of the confines of that stadium in Atlanta. So, as you say, Cam Newton is out. Enter twenty five year old Taylor Heineke, a graduate from Old Dominion. He's had a total of, wait for it, five snaps in the NFL. Now, at Old Dominion in college, he racked up almost 15,000 yards passing, 132 touchdowns and only 39 picks. And he rushed for over 1,300 yards and an additional 22 touchdowns with his legs. So Atlanta, on the other side, is allowing over 126 rushing yards per game on defense, and they're ranked 28th in pass completions allowed per game. Atlanta's got no game tape on this kid, Heineke. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Never heard of him before this week. But um, I I just like this guy coming off the bench. Um, You know, Cam was banged up. Like, he just couldn't throw the ball right. And they still, you know, they they hung close in a lot of those games. Well, I've heard talk. I've heard
0: talk of this being kind of like an Andrew Luck situation where he could be looking at some oh, yeah. sort of Tommy John situation. Like, I mean, this yeah. this could affect Cam Newton for next year, and I think they might have screwed up by keeping him in as long as they did.
1: Well, with a shoulder injury, you never really know like how long it's going to take to mend itself if it does entirely. Um, now, one thing we do know is Atlanta has one of the most poorest secondaries in the league, so if Taylor Heineke can get the ball downfield, he should look to have a, a pretty good rookie start um three three and a half in a divisional game come on man let's roll the dice let's go taylor heineke say carolina panthers
0: you know what buddy i'm with you on that because not only do we have a no game tape on him, um i don't like atlanta's defense and his name kind of sounds like heineken it's a good beer mm-hmm. so uh yeah let's roll the dice i'm probably not going to put my own money on it but <laughs> we'll go with the panthers here
1: it'll be taylor made
0: Ooh, I like that one, buddy. I like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I did there? The I, Taylor I and the maid? I see yeah.
0: what you did there. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is Johnny United for the Baltimore Colts. Let's go, you Colts.
0: The red, hot Indianapolis Colts. They are on fire right now. They're at home this weekend, too, in the friendly confines of Lucas Oil Stadium. And, uh, well, nine-and-a-half point favorites against the visiting New York Giants. But, you know, the Giants, don't do, they don't do too badly away from New York.
1: No, they covered their last five road games. But whatever Frank Reich is selling to the Colts, I'm buying it.
0: Oh, Frank Reich is the man. Well, look what he did with Nick Foles last year with yeah. the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Took him took a backup quarterback to the Super right. Bowl and, and so he, he holds two huge records. Frank Reich for most people they they probably know of the Buffalo Bills comeback.
1: But also did in college, right? Did
0: it in college as well. Like this guy is you don't give up on him. No spreads no. too big.
1: No, well, um, I think this might be. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right so let's let's get
0: I was just getting let's, a little too fired up.
1: Let's just this for a second. Okay. So what does Indianapolis have now that they didn't say at the beginning of the season or uh, last year? They have a confident and fully healthy Luck. They've got a decent O-line. They've got a decent defense. Marlon um, Mack, baby. Marlon, Marlon Mack. they got a great running Mac. game now with this rookie, Mack. Uh,
0: I had him on my fantasy team this year, and I got him like in a late pick, and he just oh. tore it up.
1: Yeah, he, and I I don't doubt that he's. I, in fact, if the, if the playoffs were to start today, I would I would fear this team probably more so than almost anyone else in the league. Um, they're playing on all cylinders now. We talk about it each week, but the recency effect here, I think, is impacting this line a little more than it should be. So, what do people remember? Twenty-three to nothing loss over the Cowboys last week. The Giants. Again, they're off a terrible loss at home last week against uh, the Tennessee Titans. And they will not have Odell Beckham Jr. back for this game. Either it doesn't look like. um, But, yeah, they seem to keep games close on the road. And Juan Barkley, last I checked, is still playing. This is not going to be a a lean to Eli Manning, but this is going to be a lean to barkley and the rest of the giants and i just think that after indianapolis comes off a a huge win against america's team and the giants coming off a huge loss to the titans that uh that this line's just a little bit artificially too high and i'm going to take the giants here
0: this is where you and i will uh break apart this week man i'm i'm going to take indy uh anything under 10 points Miami Dolphins at home this week and uh, four-point favorites against the visiting Jacksonville Jaguars. And, uh, well, what can you say except this is the battle
1: of uh, who sucks less? Well, it's also the battle of Florida, too. Florida? But that's America's (laughs) wang. America's wang, exactly. So, Jacksonville's quarterback, Cody Kessler, I'm going to call him Cody Heinz Kessler. And the reason why I'm going to call him Heinz is because he threw for 57 yards last week. Very impressive. (laughs) Now, on the other side of the ball, we were talking about Pro Bowl selections. Um, Cornerback Xavier Howard's been selected to the Pro Bowl, which extends Miami's streak to 21 consecutive seasons with a defensive player picked to the Pro Bowl. This is a lot about their organization. That's, that's very impressive. This line to me should have been a lot closer to a touchdown. I'm not sure. I mean, it was a 16-13 win that Washington beat the Jags by, but the, the touchdown came on a, on a special team's kick return. I mean, they got nothing going on on the offense. And all that team is doing is pointing fingers at each other. I don't expect Dub Marone to be around next year. I don't expect Bake Bortles to be around next year. I don't expect Cody Kessler to be around next year. I don't even, I don't even know if Leonard Fournette's going to be there next year, uh, but this team is actually playing for nothing, and they look like they're playing for nothing. Miami still has a backdoor chance of getting into the playoffs, and at four points, I, I love them. I love them.
0: Yeah, I love Miami at four points here as well. I, like, I agree with you one percent. Jacksonville's already packed their bags. They don't give a shit. They uh, are. They
1: packed, they packed their bags as soon as they lost that game in London, England
0: yeah their season's been over for a long time and like you said it shows i I, the smart money goes to miami
1: here yeah and and i i I would say bet this one early because i see that line going up too closer to a touchdown by game time you know
0: I ride with my Arizona Cardinals. Most likely in my dies in Arizona Cardinal. I'm going outside, ripping Arizona Cardinals. And everywhere I go, I rip my Arizona Cardinals. Arizona, Arizona. Now here's an interesting one is Arizona is at home this weekend, and they're 14 point underdogs to the LA Rams. And the LA Rams, the shines come off that in the last couple of weeks because both New Orleans and Chicago showed the way you beat the LA Rams, you stop their running game. And you force Jared
1: Goff to be the man. I was going to say, and but you put a lot of pressure on Jared Goff.
0: You've got well, yes, you've got to get to the quarterback. But man, Arizona—they haven't been getting like completely destroyed by teams this year. A fourteen-point line here, I think that's like—I know you don't like big spreads either in the NFL, and especially for a home dog. Man, yeah. I like Arizona right here.
1: Oh, I do too. And let's not forget, this is a divisional game. These guys see each other twice a year. They always have. Uh, The Rams, you know, they're probably going to end up in either the number one or number two. Well, actually, no, the the Saints have the... No, no, the Rams still have a chance to get the number one seed. But either way, they're going to probably get a first-round buy. But are you really going to throw Todd Gurley out there with a 21-point lead in the third, fourth quarter? I certainly wouldn't be. Especially Um,
0: because rumor has it he's not right either.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, really, are they going to (laughs) be... I don't think they're going to put their play, uh, their skilled players in positions where they can injure themselves at the end of the season. Um, I looked for them. If they do have a comfortable lead to take the foot off the gas and easy backdoor cover here with Arizona. Um, yeah, 14 points at home. <laughs> I'm not thinking about that one too long.
0: There's an early Christmas gift for you. All right. God bless us, everyone. Christmas once again in San Francisco There is not a chance that it will snow The 49ers playing in a cool breeze Back east, it's 10 degrees below All right, this is a battle of our teams, buddy. And uh, it is in the Bay Area, so the Niners are at home. The, uh, and they are four-point underdogs to the visiting Chicago Bears. Chicago just clinched up the NFC North. Da Bears! Last week after squishing da pack. So um, we're all pretty excited in Chicago. I don't live in Chicago, but I feel like I'm there in spirit. Uh, how about you take, uh, take this one first? Because your team's at home. Do you think they got a chance of covering four points?
1: Well, let's not be rolling the uh, Lombardi Trophy down Michigan Avenue just yet, but yes, that was a uh, it was a big win. First time since 2010 that they won the division. Hats off to you and your Bears. they put together quite the season. Um, they got a little help from a shitty division that usually plays a little bit better, but nonetheless, not to take away anything from their division win. I think Same the big su- win
0: came, though, from beating from beating the Rams. I think that no, was, that was yeah. where we really yeah. looked to clinch because after that, I think beating the Pack was just... Uh, Almost a foregone conclusion.
1: Yeah, and ironically, San Fran's coming off a two-game winning streak. Yeah. Against Seattle and Denver, two teams that, you know, a couple weeks ago were both in playoff contention, um, and both teams with good defenses. And San Fran is one of those teams, they haven't won a road game this year, just like the Green Bay Packers, um, but yet all their wins have come at home, and they've covered a lot at home. And I think you see where I'm going with this one, Maddie. I think my team's going to be your team.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. I don't think San Francisco, (laughs) I think you're in a lot of trouble because I think the Bears D is just going to come out on fire. They're going to suffocate. And I mean, all Mitch Trubisky's got to do is put up 17 points and this game is in hand and the spread as well.
1: Yeah, I don't think your little boy Mitch gets to fucking 200 yards passing.
0: He doesn't need to, to put up 17 points. No. He's got Jordan how did- Howard, he's got Tariq Cohen. Hey, how many times has the guy even hit 300 this year? He's still winning games.
1: Uh, actually, he have, didn't he hit 400 that game that he, he threw six touchdowns? He did, he did, but that was, <laughs> so come on. No games That's in the a statistical anomaly. Four hundred. 400s, a whole whack in the 100s
0: right Uh, i I just he's it's it's typical chicago bears they're like this this is the way chicago has been for the longest time if our quarterback is able to put up between 13 and 17 points it's usually a win because the defense holds and special teams is usually good for both field position and or a score or the defense is going to put up seven
1: yeah i could i could probably see that happening in the game i'm not going to necessarily say it's the bears putting up the uh oh, the oh fuck f- look at our linebacking core come on mother
0: all right we're gonna have to agree to disagree because uh we could oh, fight man. about this all day
1: well but I'm,
0: andy's pick is the one that stands for those well, who uh I'll, look I'll
1: be posting my picks on facebook and that's you'll see the 49ers with the four points but i'm just gonna say you know if you want to money line something maybe look to this game
0: yeah, and, uh, and if you want to look for disappointment, almost Wise Guys fans, have a look at your betting slip after the game. Um, and what's Maddie
1: getting from Santa this year in a stocking? Oh, a gift certificate to go fuck yourself. <laughs> Stop, Starbears. Please hang up and try again.
0: I just had a rap with Santa, and we took just a little stroll. And all I want To The big easy we go New Orleans at home six point favorites against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, I don't know what to make of Pittsburgh this year. They're I mean they won last week against New England. I didn't think they would the week before I think they're gonna win they don't I just uh, Connors out what uh, I, I think that New Orleans has a good chance to cover here but this is Pittsburgh you never know what what team's going to show up week to week.
1: Well, you do, and you have to look at the geography. Are they playing in Pittsburgh, or are they not playing in Pittsburgh? Yeah, true. And that will dictate whether they get a W or an L. And you could say the same, probably even more so, for New Orleans, who, as we've seen in the last month, has kind of fallen apart on the road. They've they they won a game by scoring twelve points last week.
0: Yeah, they desperately want home field advantage for the playoffs. Yeah, they, and- they they need they need for the road to the Super Bowl to go through New Orleans.
1: Let's take this time just to give a shout-out to our, our our super supporter, Ronald Simmons. Ronald big Simmons. Saints fans, big Saints fan. I look for the Saints to cover here uh, at six points. This one's under a touchdown. They're, you're going to resurrect that freight train that we saw at the beginning of the season. And Pittsburgh does not have Connor in the backfield. And, you know, they're coming off that huge win. That was the biggest win in three seasons, right, against the Patriots?
0: Most definitely.
1: So look for a little bit of a letdown spot here and I think that the saints cover handily Who that day Who that them there saints
0: to the Pacific Northwest for the Sunday nighter as uh, the Seattle Seahawks, two and a half point underdogs at home. You don't see that a lot but uh, that's because they're facing the AFC uh, bigwigs, the Kansas City Chiefs at home and uh, the Chiefs, uh, they don't do as well in Seattle traditionally. No. But Patrick Mahomes, he's he's the real deal, man. He's definitely an MVP candidate.
1: He hasn't played there yet, but you know what do you say about a guy who last week throws four touchdown passes and his team still loses? Like yep. what's what's the guy got to do? What you say
0: they, about that is where the fuck is my defense?
1: Exactly. Their their secondary is awful. Frustrated. It's horrible. Yeah, they've got one of the worst defenses in the league, and I'm sorry, Andy Reid, that doesn't translate well in January, as you know, zero and ten.
0: Boom! And Shots yeah, fired.
1: Well, let's call a spade a spade here. And Seattle has probably one of the g- biggest home field advantages in the league. And when I see them as two-and-a-half-point underdogs, holy shit. Um, that 12th man is going to have a, a, a field day with Mahomes. They're going to make that that snap count indistinguishable from everything else going on. Um, you know, Seattle, that was just a bad spot. There was some questionable officiating against the 49ers in that game. I would say there's some questionable O-line play, which you know we've seen. We've seen them have really bad O-line games, and we've seen them have pretty good ones. And I, I, I think that's probably something that be, can be corrected um, in a week's time. So I'm looking for Seattle to come back here. They're they're play, They're fighting hard for a playoff spot. So um, obviously they've got their, well. They don't have the division at hand, but they if uh, if they don't totally shit the bed the rest of the year, they've got a wild card easily wrapped up. Um, I'm taking Seattle on the points at home. Are you
0: ready for football? in In the Monday night of this week Kind of a somewhat disappointing Monday nighter. You almost wish they could put this as a flex game as the uh, <laughs> Oakland Raiders. Two and a half point uh, underdogs at home in Oakland to the visiting Denver Broncos. The Broncos coming off a very, very disappointing loss at home against the Cleveland Browns where had they kicked a field goal, they would have put the W up on the board.
1: Um, yeah, that you can question the coach for that.
0: Yeah, but... And I mean, I... I I don't even. I remember. I watched. Like I said, I watched that game in Mexico. Uh, there was a bunch of Denver and Cleveland uh, guys in the bar. Almost got into a fight. Tell you the truth. Yep. Um, yeah. Resort security got involved. Nice. But um, I just.
1: <sighs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, they heard about that call from their own fans. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was not a popular call to make. Like, man,
0: when you got it, like I can understand you trying to go for it if you're not going to be put up by more than three. But if they would have kicked that field goal, they're up by four. That forces Cleveland to go for a touchdown and puts them in four down territory and forces a rookie quarterback, Baker Mayfield, to have to come back and win the game against a pretty decent Denver defense. Instead, what do you do? You go for it. And not only did you go for it, rather than a, a, a goose and go quarterback sneak, you try for a deep handoff in the backfield. Come yeah. on. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was just a horrible call to go for it and a horrible play call for what they decided to play.
1: Well, uh, hats off to Philip Lindsay, who, as a rookie, made the Pro Bowl.
0: Yes, Philip Lindsay and undrafted.
1: Yeah, no, it's an incredible story, and good for him, uh, and he deserved it too. No question about that. Um, I think John Gruden is still smiling from his win against the Steelers two weeks ago.
0: No, that's uh, just plastic surgery.
1: Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, you can actually get Chucky to have a permanent smile? No. No. That's his fake po- and baked tan. Not, that's not possible. Um, I'm. If you haven't noticed, I'm not entirely sure where I'm going with this one. Other than to acknowledge the fact that it is Christmas Eve, um, I'm not sure if the players are going to be drinking rum and eggnog, but I know most of the fans will be. And if you can picture Raider fan dressed up as Santa Claus, those guys are going to be gooned out of their minds.
0: Oh, yeah. Santa Claus with spiked shoulder pads. <laughs> Looking like Gene Simmons Santa Claus.
1: Oh, yeah. That'll be special. I don't know. For some reason, I see Oakland showing up here. I don't know why.
0: Uh, I'm like in Denver here, but. Uh, are you? I mean, I, I agree with you, though, that this one is a crapshoot. Literally, almost wise guys listener, I'm not putting my own money on this game. I'm probably going to look if I want to make a bet to either a prop bet on it or an over-under type thing. But uh, this well, this spread right here, here, here.
1: Here's something that you can tell. Every time a bell rings, Case Keenum throws a pick six. <laughs> so if you do hear a bell ringing, go to your prop bets. And, yeah, pick six against Case Keenum.
0: So what do you uh, think? You're, are you are you really taking Oakland?
1: You know, it's just, uh, uh, this is going to be the last game they play there.
0: Yeah, you're you know right about that.
1: Like that is the
0: last game in Oakland.
1: There, 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 there's a lawsuit between them and the city. Um, it's, it's, it's a horrible spot, but it's unfortunate. But yeah, this is the last time that the, the Raiders could be playing in Oakland. So I think they show up for this one. Call me nostalgic. It is Christmas time. And now we are always
0: trying to better our show, and we love it when we give some get some listener input. And uh, we had a great idea from one of our listeners who said, you know, maybe you should recap your picks at the end of the show. We think that's a great idea. So, Andy, uh, give these guys the rundown on uh, our Week 16 picks.
1: Sure. For the Saturday games, we're taking Washington at plus 9.5 over Tennessee. We are taking the Chargers to cover four and a half at home against Baltimore. On to Sunday, we are taking the visiting Bengals to um, at plus eight and a half in Cleveland. We're taking the Cowboys at home to beat Tampa Bay by seven and a half. Taking the home dog Detroit Lions to cover five and a half home against uh, division rival Minnesota Vikings. We are taking the Buffalo Bills to cover 13. Sorry, we're taking the Buffalo Bills uh, plus 13 in New England. Green Bay Packers at the New York Jets. We're taking the Jets at plus two and a half. Houston at Philly. We're taking the home Eagles at minus two and a half. Carolina at home at plus three and a half over the Falcons. We are taking the New York football Giants at plus nine and a half in Indianapolis. Uh, Down to Florida, we are taking the Miami Dolphins at minus four over Jacksonville. In a divisional game, we're taking the Arizona Cardinals at plus 14 against uh, the Rams. Um, San Francisco, I believe, will cover four points, much to Matty's chagrin. <laughs> Bullshit. Big Easy, we've got the Saints covering six points against the Steelers. Seahawks plus two and a half against the Chiefs uh, on Sunday night and Monday Night Football. We are going to take a um, uh, hold our nose and take the Oakland Raiders at plus two and a half. <laughs>
0: And now it's time for what's been a very successful segment this season as Andy has been on fuego. My, I'm learning some Spanish last week, so on nice, fire. Nice. yeah. And uh, it's called Andy's Total Prop tease. This is where Andy makes a recommendation on a point total, a proposition bet, and finally a teaser. And we invite our listeners to do the same thing along with us on our Facebook fan page. Now a successful Total Prop tease is any combo that hits two out of three. So... Mr. Prognosticator, take that hat off, put the Swami hat on. Give us your week 16
1: thoughts. Well, before we hit week 16, let's recap week 15. So for the total, we took the Eagles and the Rams to go over 52. Nailed so we'll it. score was 53. Um, our proposition was for the Jacksonville-Washington game that the first score of the game would take longer than seven minutes. And in fact, it was almost at the very end of the first quarter when that happened. Uh, the teaser was both Pittsburgh to plus 8.5 and, and Baltimore down to minus 1.5. Uh, both teams went outright, so that one covered. So for this week, I am looking for the Seattle-Kansas City game in prime time at Seattle to go over 53.5 points. The proposition this week is going to look a lot like the proposition last week, and that is for the Miami-Jacksonville game, the time of the first score, to go over 7 minutes. And right now that sits at minus one twenty. The teaser, this week, I like Seattle to plus eight and a half. And again, let's go back to Northern California and having the Oakland Raiders up to plus eight and a half as well. Recap, Seattle, Kansas City over 53 and a half. Miami Jacksonville time for a score over seven minutes. And both Seattle and the Raiders tease them up to plus eight and a half. Three, two, one.
0: Well, thank you to all our fans for listening to episode 16 of Almost Wise Guys. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes or SoundCloud so you don't miss a show. You can also hit us up on our Facebook fan page for additional content and picks from all Week 16 games across the NFL. Please submit your questions to at gmail.com or our Facebook fan page. From the Coast and Ulster Studios for Andy the Prognosticator atridge back at Almost Wise Guys Central, I'm Matty Buller. Have a Merry Christmas and uh, get up. And
1: pick yourself a winner. If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, please share it with two enemies. Tune in next week at the same bet time on the same bet channel. Merry Christmas and sayonara. It was December 24th on Hollis the Dark When I seen a man chilling with his dog at the park I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear Looked at his dog Oh my God, a ill reindeer My man, I was really cool. The man at a beer And
0: a bag full of 30, 12 o'clock at night Turned my head a second and the man was gone But much left his is his wallet back dead on the lawn I picked the wallet up and then I took a pause Took out the lights and then it cold said Santa Claus A million dollars in it cold, hundreds of G's Another vibe
1: You ain't man from last night? Santa, Macy's? Yo, man, let's go eat, man. I'm oh, starving. Come on, man. Run so loud and proud, you hear it? It's Christmas time, and we got the spirit. Jack was chilling, the hawk is out, and that's what Christmas is all about. The time is now, the place is here, and the whole wide world is filled
0: with cheer
1: the mic in my hand, and I'm chillin' and coolin' just like a